Hey, welcome to this podcast. Now, we're taking a break from our normal TBC Today podcast with Pastor Rob, and we'll be bringing season two to you here just in a couple of months. But this summer, in fact, in August, we thought it'd be really great to have Mr. Tim do a couple of special podcasts. And so that's what you're going to listen to or watch today. So thank you for joining us on our podcast. We've got uh, Mr. Tim and his special guest, Scott Williams. Hello, this is Tim Gerber. Uh, otherwise known as Mr. Tim. I am the children's pastor here at Triad Baptist Church uh, since the mid-90s, and uh, I have uh, have someone here that I would like for you to meet if you don't know him, uh, because he's a close friend of mine, but he's also a close uh, person in the ministry, and I've been able to serve with Scott for a long time. And so today we're going to just get to know him, uh, ask him some questions, which I think will be helpful to all of you out there, and uh, perhaps maybe also learn about the children's ministry and uh, about how you can uh, get involved. Uh, this is Scott Williams. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Tim. Good. How are you it's doing? Good, good to have you with us. And uh, let's just start by maybe uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, your family. Just kind of give us a quick bio about yourself. Okay. Well, I was born in New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, but hopefully nobody holds that against me. We moved down to North Carolina when I was seven. Dad was transferred with his job down here and. I grew up in the Greensboro area, went to high school, and uh, went to local colleges and universities, and uh, met my wife, Annette, and we've been married now for 30 years, mm. and we live in the northern Davidson County area in Wahlberg. We've got three awesome kids, uh, Chase, who is uh, married himself to Lauren. Mm-hmm. They live in Wilmington, and Tyler is uh, 24. He lives in the Charlotte area and is in technology. Mm-hmm. And then Elena's 23, yeah. and uh, she's a kindergarten teacher in Randolph County. You just successfully made me feel very old. <laughs> and I say that because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but did all of your kids come through the children's ministry? Uh, did, did even Chase? Even Chase. Even Chase. Even so, Chase. Yes, I do feel old, and I'm sure that makes That's you feel right. old as well. <laughs> so you've kind of had a unique perspective. You've had your kids to be in the children's ministry and you assist there, but, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more mm-hmm. later, but, uh, but you stuck, didn't right. you? You I stuck. Did. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Tell me, uh, what brought you to Triad? Uh, I know you mentioned about living in Wahlberg, but like, how did you find out about it? When was it? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that type of thing. So Steve and Jessica Hurst are to either thank or blame for <laughs> getting us to Triad. Yeah. So Jessica and Annette taught together okay. at Wahlberg Elementary. Yeah. And uh, we were looking for a home church, and Jessica shared with Annette about Triad, mm-hmm. and uh, we came and visited. Yep. And this is way back in the day when the old gym was the old sanctuary. Wow, so the... we're going back to 1999 is when we actually started coming to yeah. Triad. Which is just after Pastor Rob came. Correct. Yep. About a year later, we, we started that? coming. Yep. And been here ever since and love yeah. it. And That's... the kids did grow up through the kids' ministry, yep. which was great, you know, through children's program as yep. well as the youth programs. Yep. Yeah, that, that gives you kind of a unique perspective to, mm-hmm. to to be front seat of how things have evolved and how Triad has grown and God has blessed through the years as well. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Well, uh, if you don't mind, and I think this is going to be a springboard for where we're going, at least in talking to you and knowing you, I believe it will be. Tell me about your testimony. Uh, obviously, you're a Christian and serving God, but when did you come to Christ? Uh, how did you come to Christ? Uh, and again, I think that'll be used in the future as we talk. Okay. Uh, so mom and dad raised us in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of three. I've got a brother and a younger sister. And when we moved to North Carolina, we got involved in a church in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And they had a camp up in uh, Pinnacle, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Yep. 
So I started going to that camp when I was eight years old. Hmm. And it was that summer that I really felt the uh, pull of the Holy Spirit through the messages at camp, uh, understood that I needed to accept Christ as my Savior. Mm -hmm. And uh, one evening after uh, we had worship, I met with one of the counselors and accepted Christ as my Savior hmm. at eight years old. How about that? Yeah. And uh, life was never the same. Never the same. Never so the same. can you honestly say that that was a, a tremendous impact that, that camp had on you, obviously because of your spiritual Absolutely. condition. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Camp just holds a special place in my heart yep. because of uh, accepting Christ as my Savior, and I've looked for opportunities to be able to serve here mm -hmm. at Triad yep. in the kids' ministry, yep. and, and camp being one of those areas that um, I got involved in because I want other kids to have that opportunity mm -hmm. to understand what it means to accept Christ, yep. hear the gospel, and make that decision for themselves at a young age. That's good. That's good. If you don't mind along the same lines, uh, if you can remember, because honestly I can't, when you came and you joined, I guess, in the late 90s, mm -hmm. your kids were in children's ministry mm -hmm. right away. Mm -hmm. Do you remember those early years, like how you were involved? And and maybe, well, start, start there. Yeah, so what got me involved with the kids' ministry is Chase, when he finished second grade, he had the opportunity to go and blow and rock mm -hmm. with the, uh, at that time, it was the full second through fifth graders going yep. to blow and rock. And he was a little nervous about going. Uh, so I came to you and asked if I could go mm -hmm. as a counselor. Yep. And that launched the kids ministry career for me at, at Triad. So that was uh, 20 years ago this year. Wow. So it was 2001 that Chase went to. So that was literally your, your toe in the water. That's right. As far as children, if you'd have only known at that time <laughs> what the what the ripples would lead to. Well, let me ask you this, kind of again, working our way toward where we're going. If you don't mind, just to kind of share with the folk, not only have you been here at Triad for that length of time, uh, what capacities have you served in uh, that are non-children? Because I I want I want folk to know just your commitment to our church family and how God has used you and and is currently using you. So again, let's kind of. Let's put some uh, some parameters around that. If you can, kind of think of how God led you in service here at Triad in the non-children's ministry areas that you have served in and maybe even continue to serve in. Yeah, I, I would say that definitely one of my spiritual gifts is um, service mm -hmm. and looking for opportunities to apply that at Triad. There's tremendous amount. So mm -hmm. for me, uh, thinking about what am I passionate about? What do I enjoy? Mm -hmm. um, I got involved with the usher ministry, and I'm still involved with that today. I've had the privilege of serving on the deacon board at various times over the years. Mm -hmm. And um, our Nehemiah's Few ministry, the men's help ministry, has been a great ministry to be a part of as well. Because I enjoy building and uh, repairing things. Mm -hmm. And when you get to do that, as well as serve a family that's in need or a single mother, somebody uh, that has a tremendous need and show the love of Christ through those actions, yeah. it's been great. That's good. That's good. So no matter what you're interest is there's probably a place to serve. I would say so. Yeah. And there's enough opportunities to serve that really you've probably seen that it's not like you signed up in 99 for everything and you've done it. You've really kind of taken the tour, even non-children's ministry, right. and that's been good. So uh, folk just need to step up and say, how can I serve? Right. And, and, you, then, and you may find areas that you choose to serve in that aren't yeah. exactly what yep. your passion is, yep. and that's okay. Yep. You, you, you've tried it. Now you can try something else. It's not a lifetime commitment. No, you it's have to not. die to get out of it. <laughs> no, maybe kids ministry is, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> watch it now. Watch it now. He's meddling now. We're going to edit that out. I'm sure. Uh, he's joking. I'm sure, but yes. uh, that's good. Well, then tell me, uh, based upon your uh, entrance into the children's ministry through camp, and we'll get back to camp here in a minute. What other ways have you served 
in the children's ministry through the years that you can remember? So um, my career has been in technology, mm-hmm. and I've been able to serve in Kid Street in that capacity. And when we used to be downstairs helping run the laptop uh, for you as the uh, program was going on, and that's continued. And as we've evolved and as kids' ministry has grown and God's blessed and given us other opportunities to have larger areas, we now have a tech booth. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have me responsible for the tech booth. Uh, so we've got uh, great leaders that help in that every week. We've got uh, a sound man mm-hmm. and Andrew. And then I have the privilege of training the fifth graders mm-hmm. every year to run the laptop for mm-hmm. us in the tech booth. And then we also have lighting. And uh, well, now we also have a uh, camera and uh, recordings. Mm-hmm. Things have really changed since the late 90s, haven't <laughs> they? They have. Tell me a little bit. I know we talked actually just yesterday off the cuff about uh, about how God has blessed with the location aspect of Kid Street. Share, share just a moment about that, about where we were, even what we talked about and how God blessed, if you would. Yeah, so that kind of ties into camp as well, because... Um, going to Myrtle Beach Christian Retreat, we see their big auditorium where we were able to set up, and we always envisioned having something like that uh, for the kids' ministry at Triad mm-hmm. one day. And um, through a lot of prayer and uh, patience waiting on God, He blessed us with a fantastic facility that we mm-hmm. don't have any columns in the way now to <laughs> interfere with what the, the kids are seeing. So thankful to have the uh, Kid Street Worship Center now. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the amount of um, things that we're able to do Mm. in there and utilize that space for various activities Mm. with the kids. Not only what we do on Sunday morning has been tremendous. That's so interesting because we almost just teared up yesterday thinking about how we we would go every year. And, of course, at the time we were downstairs, I say this affectionately and jokingly, the redheaded stepchild in the (laughs) In the basement, right. you know, who just resorted to packing into a room, and it was just nuts down there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But but we loved it mm-hmm. because you know it was there was an energy there was, but we knew that it couldn't last forever. So whenever uh, the the adults vacated the current sanctuary to the new multi-purpose facility worship center, then we were able to take that, and that was that is light years even bigger and better than even what we were always drooling about right. when we went to camp. And so yeah. God, with patience, God always seems to come through and says, if you'll just hold off, mm-hmm. uh, I'll not only give you what you need, I'll give you more than what you want. Right. And so and so Many that's times. really, really exciting. Yeah. And just a, a note here too, I, I've thought about this over the last 12, 18 months. Uh, you know, can you imagine us packing out that room down there, mm-hmm. you know, during the COVID uh, experience? Yeah. That would have been tough. It would have been it would have been tough, if yeah. not impossible. Yeah. But because he had already envisioned that, now we're in a much bigger room where we can we can space out, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's just neat waiting on God. Yeah. It's not necessarily fun because I like things to happen just now. Right. But uh, but that's that's certainly a neat thing. Um, let's also uh, VBS. VBS. Talk absolutely. about that a minute. Just just how you your involvement in over the years. Yeah. VBS is just a tremendous opportunity to be involved with the kids and. You have 800 plus kids coming through VBS in a given week. And I mean, all those lives being touched mm-hmm. by the gospel and, and those opportunities for them mm-hmm. to accept Christ. So um, it's been a privilege to be uh, primarily a guide uh, for the fourth and fifth graders. Mm-hmm. And that age group works well for me because that's who I see on a regular basis in Kid Street on yeah. Sunday. So there's that relationship that you build. And even with VBS, you'd have kids that don't come to our church 
repeat year after year in mm-hmm. VBS. So even though you're not seeing them every Sunday, you're yep. still developing a relationship and they remember you, you remember them and you get an opportunity to be a mentor yep. to them through that process. Yep. And so VBS has been tremendous. And then, you know, the other outings that we do with the kids mm-hmm. and being able to go on those, yep. um, leverage my CDL license to help yes. drive the bus as needed. Yep. So it's been great. That is good. So he's just not dipped his toe in the water. He's jumped in and, and, and I think you would probably agree that God has a bigger shovel than we do, doesn't he? Absolutely. The more you give, the more he gives back in yeah. blessing and seeing spiritual fruit. And uh, what's interesting, and of course, how long did you do the VBS? For 15, 20 years, yeah. ever since you came. Right. And then uh, lo and behold, here comes 2020. And so it's virtual. Mm-hmm. And then this past year, uh, Scott was really on the cutting edge of a different format of VBS that we basically had to go through mm-hmm. to try to keep our spacing, uh, families, and uh What's interesting is one of our core sites for that entire three-pod, six-night experience was our main lesson time in Kid Street. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, you weren't a guide, but you held down the fort over there. Right. And tell us a little bit about that. How, how, what did you think about that this year as far as difference? It's definitely different, um, but it different in a good way because yep. we had opportunity to have the kids with their parents. Yep. So not only are we ministering to the kids, we're directly ministering to the parents. Yep. And, you know, parents... Um, are struggling today at times to be able to connect Mm -hmm. and understand what it means to have a relationship with the Lord and giving them the opportunity to do that with their kids and coming to church like that uh, is fantastic. And, you know, the program obviously different, but we were able to leverage all the technology that we've got in the uh, Kid Street Worship Center, some of which has been added during COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, We may not would have had had COVID not hit. So being able to record things and make them available for um, people to consume at a later time, it's, it's been great. That's good too. And again, as I look back on the technology aspect of what God's done, uh, I, it's just it makes it makes me have cold chills to see how God met the need before it was even mm-hmm. there. Uh, if you remember, we we renovated Kid Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also put in the HD cameras, mm-hmm. and it was right about that time that we completed that project. Did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. We completed that project. That's when COVID hit. Yeah. Now I've got cold chills. <laughs> if you can see them on the camera, and it's and it's just because we were ready at that time to go virtual. I mean, is that a, is that a, but we accident? didn't know we were going to have to, we didn't know we would have to. <laughs> yep. So God thinks of everything yep. and that's to be on the, the front seat of seeing God work like that is just, it's just touching. I don't yeah. think you can, you can see that when you're on the bench and you've not been on the bench and uh, I appreciate your passion. Mm. Well, tell me a little bit about, um, camp ministry again. I know you touched on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. That's not your only passion in children's ministry, but tell me how your conversion there led to your burden for kids now and the importance of having a ministry to kids, a camp ministry to kids. Yeah, I've told my wife many times that if I had to um, choose a career, then camp ministry Mm -hmm. and camp director would be uh, one of the ones that I would definitely put at the top of the list. It's Mm -hmm. not something that God's given to me. I serve in other ways, but... Just the um, the privilege of being able to serve in the camp ministry and, and to uh, be able to um, interact with the kids mm-hmm. for that week that you're together. I mean, you're with them 24-7. Yep. And being able to be a counselor in the room as well as serve with what's going on at camp and help lead different games and um, you know the, the camaraderie that you build, not mm-hmm. only with the kids, but also with the adults mm-hmm. at the same time. I mean, I've got lifelong friends because of camp ministry. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's just it's important to me that we make camp available mm. to the kids. Mm. And if God's calling me to serve 
and I don't serve, then that may mean that there are some kids that can't come and I'm not going to let that happen. So as long as God gives me the passion and the ability and and you allow me, I'll be there at camp. (laughs) I'm going to take Mr. Charles's place eventually. (laughs) We we might move a little slower each year, but we understand the impact that it can have for sure. That's good. That's good. And getting kids out of the normal element and into an element where they can focus and, and certainly enjoy and just so folk know, a lot of times when you hear about camp, it's like, y'all must go and say, kids, what do y'all want to do today? And that's not it, is that it? That is not it. I think if anyone knows me, and you certainly do, mm-hmm. you know that my number one ministry of uh, philosophy of children's ministry is if I don't have a program for them, they're going to have one for Absolutely. me. And so being able to plan and structure fun, but yet worship and spiritual focus can really make a difference and change a life, can it? It can. It can. And- and, you know, although we have that structure, yep. you know, during the worship times, there's been many years where mm-hmm. you've allowed the Holy Spirit to, to change up maybe wow. what you had planned for. Yep. And I can distinctly remember one year at Myrtle Beach Christian Retreat where the Holy Spirit showed up in a big way. Yep. And we had about 10 kids actually get saved that evening. About and that. that was just a tremendous blessing. Yeah. And when the harvest comes like that, you feel you feel overwhelmed Absolutely. in a very good way, don't you? Yes. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, tell me just a little bit about, I know you talked about camp, uh, and you also talked about your involvement with working with the kids directly, especially as it involves the older kids. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and and why you think that's important. Why Does that seem like you're just creating structure and, and organization just to focus kids, or why why is that why is that needed, not just a luxury? I think kids obviously have parents as role models. Mm -hmm. And there are some kids that unfortunately have home lives that aren't as strong as other kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming to church and having an opportunity to interact with other adults, Mm -hmm. and especially men in in the ministry, Mm -hmm. gives them um, the idea that as they grow in their relationship with the Lord, they also could serve and, and gives them opportunities to see okay, I could serve in that way, or maybe that's not me. Maybe I'll serve in a different way. And, you know, if we don't have men in the ministry, then you're not going to have those opportunities to sit down with a young boy mm. and really minister him and, and mm. talk to him about what's going on in his life. He may have some burdens, may have some questions about the Lord and feel more comfortable coming to a man than a woman. Um, so being able to serve in that capacity has been great. That's good. And 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 from that, springboard over and tell us about why is it important for a kid to have an opportunity to serve at five years old or at fourth grade? Why? I mean, is is really holding a laser pointer up onto the screen, is it like absolutely necessary for that service to go on? And I'm not being critical here, mm-hmm. but tell us a little bit about why service is important to us and why allowing kids and encouraging them to get involved to learn those good habits at a young age. Well, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. It's a habit. Mm-hmm. And if we can start those habits when the kids are young, they remember, hey, I serve in kids ministry, so now I can serve in the youth group, or maybe I can serve when I get to college and and join one of the uh, Christian college groups, Mm -hmm. and and then beyond in their life. And as they have their own children, then they have an opportunity to influence kids. So starting that habit early Mm -hmm. and getting them exposed to opportunities and giving them the ability to try different things, and that's what's great about the servant sheet that we're Mm -hmm. getting ready to launch for the new year here shortly, the, the kids get to choose what their priorities are uh, as far as maybe they want to open in prayer. Maybe they want to help with the offering. Mm-hmm. Like you said, laser pointer. Uh, we allow kids to serve in the tech booth as mm-hmm. well. So gives them the chance to be exposed to a lot of different areas and find out where their passion is also. Good, Good. That's, that's a great point. And I honestly think the flip side of that, I, I don't want to paint a picture that this is out there prominently, but 
think about a, a child who doesn't have an opportunity to serve and never, never kind of cuts their teeth on that. Uh, what if a church then comes to a 16-year-old because that's in their policy that, hey, you can now serve and come and say, hey, you're 16, would you like to help? It's not surprising. They're like, I'm good. Right. Because they've never really been exposed to that. Right. So I do think that even though all of these jobs may not be like sharing the lesson, mm -hmm. they're all important mm -hmm. in their own way, don't you think? I agree. Mm, that's good. That's good. Tell us a little bit about why men. I know that's a strange question. That's a strange question. And proverbially <laughs> over the years, you know, it's always just, you know, the ladies help with the kids and the men are doing these important things. Mm. Why men? Why do you think it's important for men to get involved in ministry, especially children's ministry? Right. So I would just go back to the idea of being a mentor mm. to the kids and them seeing others in the ministry. So not only you're a mentor to them, you're also being an example mm. to them and helping them see the importance of living out your faith in, in Christ. Mm. It's one thing to get saved. It's mm. another thing to live it out. Yeah. So uh, yes, you can get saved, but if you just become the, the back pew Christian, then you're not gaining all the blessings that mm. God has to give. And I think that's another reason that, you know, men really need to consider uh, serving in ministry mm. and, you know, kids are struggling with things today that uh, I didn't struggle with as a kid. Not yeah. even my kids struggled with everything that the kids were struggling with today. So uh, giving them opportunities to um, develop relationships mm. with people outside of their home that, you know, people that love the Lord and will guide them yep. in, in those aspects. Uh, I think it's, it's very important. Mm -hmm. and I think, too, just boys seeing men serve in ministry. I mean, that's a visual mm. that they almost see it ultimately is a rite of passage, mm. you know, that, yeah. that, you know, my dad is serving, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that, that man is given of his time. Mm -hmm. uh, I could just envision a scenario where there aren't men serving and it's a tough sale, isn't it? Right. To, to older it kids, Absolutely. especially boys. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Well, listen, I got four more questions and All I'm right. done and these okay. are going to be quick. Okay. Uh, let's talk about COVID real quick because mm -hmm. I know that's fresh on our mind and, and sadly it's not quite gone yet. But I, I just want you to know, how did, how did COVID affect you? How do you think just overall in ministry that, that COVID has affected us? And, and in a weird way, is there any positives that it has brought? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we can talk about that. Sure. Talk about COVID a minute. Yeah. So uh, I took my last business trip in January of 2020. Yep. Wow. And uh, the next one was in June of 2021. So from a work perspective, obviously impacted my ability to travel and, and uh, see people that I work with, see customers, um, that's opening up a little bit, but still we're not there yet. But from a kid's ministry, um, you know, when, when the, we'd made the decision to cancel church because of COVID, it's like, okay, well, we can't cancel completely. We still need to give these kids an opportunity to hear the gospel and hear these lessons. And being able to uh, be a part of the team that developed our now could street online mm -hmm. and uh, be a part of those uh, those filming sessions back when COVID hit was was a blessing mm -hmm. because you know you're able to be a part of uh, something that is now going to reach not only our own mm. people that come to try it but the opportunity to reach others mm. all over the world yep. with the power of the internet so. Um, you know, that's a positive change because of COVID. Mm. We, and we continue that today, even though we're meeting in yep. person, yep. Uh, we're still recording, still getting it online. And Andrew does a great job with that. Um, and hopefully that's being viewed by people and, yep. you know, our ministry, our uh, missionaries have an opportunity to, to share that with their kids. Mm. And uh, so I think it's just been, that's been a great blessing. That's good. And from time to time, I hear of grandparents, you know, who, mm -hmm. who come by and they say, you know, my grandkids who 
live in another state, mm-hmm. you know, who come to Bible school, yeah. they're still watching. That's and awesome. so again, you just you put the seed out there and let God use it. Yeah. Two pronged question, just off the cuff. It's not even on what we had on our list here. Uh, children's ministry, real quick. I want you to, if you can, to think what's the most funny slash just one of those moments that you you can't get out of your your head as it relates to something that happened to you in the last 20, 22 years in children's ministry. Is there any unique moment that you can just, what hits you? I would have to say belly bumpers. I can't. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yep. Back in the day when uh, getting the adults into the the belly bumpers, yep. that uh, you know the adults are a little bit wider than the kids, so it's a little bit harder, and yeah. that, that's funny in and of itself. But then to get the uh, guys going at each other with the belly bumpers, yeah. that's a great. Memory. And a, a picture is worth a thousand words here. Yes. And uh, and what's interesting is they are. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tell us what they are. They're they're large inner tubes that uh, you can climb into and hang on to, and then you can. Uh, bump each other and you try yeah. to push someone out of a circle yeah. and sometimes you go down and you look like a, a bug that can't get back up <laughs> you <laughs> legs have and arms to in the see air it to believe it and <laughs> yep. appreciate it yep. and uh what's nice about it though is over the years the 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 uh, counselors who did belly bumpers were pretty easy on each other um, n- no competition <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> i mean there was fire in the eye and it was just so funny we've got yep. the video footage to Absolutely. prove it all right good that's a good answer tell me again and you might have already shared it what is your fruit moment? What is can you can you can you share what sticks out as a moment that just makes it all worthwhile? I every year, multiple times a year, I think back to that time at camp when the Holy Spirit showed up, mm. and we had all those kids get saved that year, mm. and um, it's just just a blessing to have been. A part of that, being able to lead some of those kids to Christ myself and having that opportunity and uh, just being available to the Lord to, to serve in that capacity. That's, that's just that's a, a blessing that God gave us that year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he saves kids every year through our various ministries. Some we may not even know about, others yep. we do know about. But that one particular time where it was just such a harvest mm-hmm. that we experienced. Mm-hmm. Great. And, you know, we didn't have a clue, did we? No. We didn't have a clue. And so no. let me stress that God moved when he chose to, but only because we were there and serving and right. faithful. Right. And that's what God does. He doesn't say, if you'll do this, I'll do this. But he says, if you'll be faithful, I'll take care of it. That's right. And I think we've seen that multiple times in this conversation. Absolutely. Last question. Is there anything else that you want to add to this conversation at all that, that, uh, that we've missed or maybe something you'd like to kind of chat about as we wrap up? Uh, it's just been a privilege to to serve in Kid Street and the other ministries at Triad. And I would just encourage our listeners to think about what they're passionate about. Mm. And if they know the Lord as their Savior, think about what their spiritual gifts are and then apply that passion with that gift and look for an opportunity to serve. You will be blessed. Good. Life's too short to stay on the sideline. Amen. Amen. That's been awesome, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you, and, Mr. Uh, may God give us another 20 plus years. Amen. Sounds right. great. Thank you, man. Thank you.